In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello everyone and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. I'm weary, Thomas. Oh. I've been governmenting and setting up web pages and Mm -hmm. my brain hurts. Mm. So I'm hoping for a movie tonight that is calm, relaxing and doesn't increase my stress levels in any way, shape or form. So this episode we're watching Jason Bourne, which is an action film. It's an action... F- it's not like the Bourne identity guy as a child. No. Oh. See, that's what I was expecting. Look, before we get into that, a little bit of background. I collect DVDs um, because it's the cheapest way for a large family to watch movies and I've got a little bit of an obsession as well. Okay, I admit it, all right? The uh, obsession is so great that in the time that this collection has grown and grown and grown, there have been certain DVDs that I have bought that I've never seen before, but heard things about it or got it cheap and have stuck it on the shelf and haven't watched it. So there are a number of these movies that are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps. And the premise of this podcast is that myself and my son sit down and watch these films to cull the list, mm-hmm. which isn't going terribly well because I think we've only culled one movie so far. Mm. And it was in a box set. Oh, so, so. oh, hang on. No, we because we culled Walkabout, I think. Right, yes. And another that was in a box set. So that's mm. the premise. So welcome to all you new listeners who had no idea about that and didn't get the gist of the intro at the beginning of the podcast. Mm. I don't even know how much editing I'm going to do to this tonight, Thomas. (laughs) It's raw tonight. And speaking of raw, it is roaring outside. It's blowing a gale. um, And it is also quite cool. So the air conditioner is on. The cat's mental. So, sorry... And the cat's gone a little crazy. No, see, that's not nice as well no. either. What's the politically correct way? Suffering from mental the, health issues myself, the, what is the correct phrase for a cat that... The, the cat is a little off its rocker? She, um, the cat's being a cat? Yes, there we go. Okay. Um, so you're in for a treat tonight. We're going to watch Jason Bourne. Thomas has been playing catch up all week and has watched Mm -hmm. the first three Bourne movies and in doing so has discovered that I have not watched the fourth one which Mm. doesn't sound like is going to be too much of a problem because it's the one that Jeremy Renner Mm. stars in and he doesn't star as Bourne I don't believe so it's sort of a spin-off is my understanding Mm. And doesn't need to be seen, we cross our fingers, Mm. to allow Jason Bourne, the movie, to make any sense. 
Mm-hmm. That being said, I certainly remember the first movie quite well, but I do not remember how the last movie ended other than probably with lots of jump cuts and lots of action scenes where you really couldn't tell what was going on. Mm. Would that be an accurate assessment? Uh, yeah, that that seems relatively accurate. That's going to be my real test as to whether this whole Born series ends up like The Matrix. Mm. There is only one Matrix film. Mm-hmm. And it may be that the first Born movie is the only Born movie there is. Which could be tricky because <laughs> um, they're in a box set too. <laughs> So, um, yes, can you give me a recap as to uh, whether there is any cliffhangerness of the last movie? Okay, so first movie, he he doesn't know who he is, he works out roughly who he is, turns out he's an assassin working for the CIA in a... Gee, spoilers before we get into the movie. If you haven't seen any of them, stop the podcast now and get back to us in a couple of years' time. Yeah. Black Ops operation, really hush-hush to the point where he's not even telling the government who are supposed... The, the people running it aren't telling the government who are funding the thing. Um, They've gone rogue then. At the end of the film, the director of that gets shot, not by Bourne, by some other government official thing, and Jason Bourne runs away and says, if you come after me, I will come after you. So the next film, The Born Supremacy, he's framed for an attack in Berlin, and so, of course, uh, they go after him, so he goes after them. His girlfriend gets shot and killed, so that's sad. Then he sort of runs around a bit and works out what's going on, finds out his name, his actual name. Douglas. No, I can't remember what it is, but it's not Douglas. Right, okay. And then goes back into hiding. So in the next film, there's a new thing that's like the program he was in, but not actually particularly different. And eventually he finds out exactly everything that he's done, and everything gets wrapped up, and it's all very neatly together. Uh, He gets shot out, but he jumps into a river and is fine and just swims away. Nobody can find him. He's gone. He's found out everything he needs to. It's all fine. Everyone assumes he's dead? No, they don't assume he's dead because they look for his body for a few days and don't find it. Right. Okay. But they're not phased by that? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. All I know is that he gets away again. So the the very end, he lives to fight another day mm. and get chased by people and yes, right, okay. But again, I, I do want to emphasise mm-hmm. that we've tied up all of the plot points. Right. Fair enough. Okay. So we don't actually need to watch this movie tonight, then. We're going to though. We aren't are we? because it is still under wraps. In fact, it is very much under wraps. It is... I, look, I'm going to take the honours here and unwrap sure. this... Uh, okay, it is now... It has now been born. It's a boy. And we're going to call him Jason, not Douglas. Douglas. David Webb. David Webb, that's his actual name. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's 
But it's not even Jason Bourne, sorry. No. Okay. <laughs> That's how much I remember of it. Um, eh, okay. So we're in for a fast-paced, intelligent and thrilling film, apparently. Mm. Uh, Matt Damon returns to his most iconic role in Jason Bourne. Paul Greengrass, the director of The Bourne Supremacy and The Bourne Ultimatum, once again joins Damon for the next chapter of Universal Pictures' Bourne franchise, which finds the CIA's most lethal operative drawn out of the shadows. Damon is joined by Alicia Vikander, Vincent Cassell, and Tommy Lee Jones. I didn't kill my wife, I don't care. While Julia Stiles reprises her role in the series. That just really excites me. It doesn't, doesn't say a lot, though. It doesn't, does but it? it is fast-paced, intelligent, and thrilling, in quotation marks. And oh, has hang Tommy on. Lee Jones in it. I'm trying to see. Oh, that was Urban Sign File. Right. It does have Tommy Lee Jones in it. It does. Okay. The case is open. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I have until the 31st of the 12th of 2018 to redeem the digital ultraviolet version of this film so that I can watch it on my Zune player. Still Under Wraps was recorded live in front of nobody on May the 29th, 2019. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I won't be redeeming that. No. Look, let's, uh, without any further ado, pop this disc into the player, watch it, and have a headache afterwards, because if it's been directed by the same director, as we're probably going to have lots of really fast jump cuts. and mm. Shaky cam. Shaky cam. Mm. All right. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. tell me was the first film uh, how long ago was it that you watched the first film uh, I watched it on Wednesday uh, on Monday pretty much back to back with the second film right was the first film a smart film yes I, w- I would say it was reasonably smart okay was that film that we've just watched a smart film no, I I don't think it was. No. It's it's interesting. There's there's a couple of unspoken rules about these nights. We don't talk during the movie and we don't talk immediately after the movie and both of those unspoken rules have 
been broken quite a bit. They have, haven't they? And I feel a bit guilty about that because I was probably the one who broke them the most. Yeah. Now, is that because I went into this possibly not as enthusiastically as... Or was it because I was expecting... uh, Okay, my expectations certainly dropped from the first film to the the third film. Mm. But mainly because, as I mentioned before, uh, being able to see what was going on especially in the last two films, was was just shaky cam, mm. uh, quick edits, and and that was certainly going on mm. in abundance in the film that we've just watched. Um, Jason Bourne certainly kept that up in spades. Mm-hmm. But I was still, I think, going in there hoping that it would at least be a smart film. Maybe that is why I was vocal during the mm. film and, and straight after. Usually, other times that we're watching films, it's not a good sign if anyone is talking during it. No, and I... Uh, look, I don't like people talking during a no. film, especially a good film. Mm. Yes. Was that a good film? It was okay. Oh. It, was, it was a film. It, it, and look, maybe having... And this is a dangerous comparison. The Mission Impossible films... Yeah. I think actually got smarter as they went along. Yeah, and generally critics would agree that they just they just keep getting better. But maybe that's what I was hoping, that um, there, there was... A fair gap between this movie, I think, and the yes. yes. They had plenty of time to to regroup and and give us something that and, and again maybe that's what I was hoping for. Um, the the other spoken rule is that I haven't looked at the reviews. Mm. So I could the the only review that I have seen is that fast paced, yes intelligent and thrilling not so much no uh, look uh, sorry the thrilling bit there were there were places where i was maybe a little bit tense mm. but uh, that was sort of shattered by some of the just dumb things that kept happening mm. and the the drawn out sections the the Okay. This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. The scene in the casino where mm. all the crowds were running and escaping mm-hmm. and running and escaping and mm-hmm. running and escaping, yep. and they were there was some running and escaping yep. and and managing to avoid everything while they were running esca- and escaping mm-hmm. and. They ran and escaped a bit more. Yep. And there were some crowds that ran and escaped. Yep. And good for them because they didn't get killed. And then a a little later, we're driving through a bunch of cars that probably have people in them because of the way that they're laid out on on the street. And somehow... With the lights on. And somehow physics allows this truck to continually survive ploughing through... Dozens and dozens and dozens of them. SWAT truck. What? what what's it was a SWAT about? truck. What? That's right. 
Um, still physics. Yeah. The one moment of tension that I actually genuinely felt throughout the whole film is waiting for that metal door to open on that nuke <laughs> near that elevator. <laughs> we all knew it was going to happen. That was possibly the best bit of editing in the whole film was how long to hold that delay for the door to open that we hold both... It. Both oh, new. Yeah. Okay. Clang. The, let, the, let, the audience have let, let their guard down, and now we clang. clang. <laughs> <laughs> Such a sharp yeah. clang. And yet, the lead up to that, the, the drop down in the lift, the, the, the see through lift with all these guards going around oh, and yeah. not noticing. Um, born on the born counterweight. On the counterweight, fully visible, not being able to time it. it Public service announcement, don't ride the counterweight of an elevator. It's a very dangerous place to be. Yes. The car that he drove off in, nice, Mm -hmm. fancy car. They showed all of its features, the Mm -hmm. fancy lights at the back, the gear stick that had um, special coding on Mm -hmm. it, the supercharged. Mentioned that it's a Dodge Charger over the radio. Yes, a black Dodge Charger, which apparently doesn't have airbags. Mm -hmm. How many times did that vehicle have such an impact that it would have set off the airbags? Gadozens. Yes. Okay, because gazillions would be exaggerating, but gadozens. Kept on not going off. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, I just so wanted to have a really good first-born film experience with new Mission Impossible intelligence. Mm. Yes. And and there were glimmers of it the the compu- somebody spent such a wonderful incredible amount of time getting computer graphics that just worked mm. that weren't a particular company it was ob- obviously wasn't windows and that is so hard to do mm-hmm. it was believable until people started tech talking about what they mm. were doing yes and so much of it was tech talked and spelt out the audience to these films mm-hmm. has the the nous to be able to. There was enough visual cues to go on that mm. you could tell what was going on, but they just kept on techno babbling it and mm. and getting the techno babble wrong. You could see, I could feel the person who had designed all these graphics mm. going, no, no, I was clear, you. Yeah. Mm. One one of the things that this series has been praised for in the past is that it gets the tech right. Yes. And it 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 doesn't now. No. I think also the the whole Jason Bourne being smart. Mm. And there were only just glimmers of that happening in that you still believe that he was smart, but he knew, mm. he didn't seem to display it a lot. And that's no. what I loved again about the, the first films, mm. you know, setting off the uh, spoilers for the first film, yeah. you know, setting off the explosion in the house. Yeah. It was so well portrayed. Again, visually, you could see... And and then penny drops, and yes. it allowed the penny to drop. Ah, I see what's happening. But no, it was this was so scripted, and the conversations were so scripted that mm. conversations that were happening 
that were happening so that they could be overheard. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's difficult to work out how this film happened. Let's go into a little bit of history here. Um, Let's. So, Matt Damon didn't want to do another Bourne film after the third. He was pretty much done, and if he was going to do it, he wasn't going to do it without Greengrass, who was the director of two and three, and then, I believe, four. And then Greengrass was on board, and then suddenly Damon was on board, and suddenly the film happens, and and everybody's wondering, why? We've wrapped everything up. Everything's neatly held together. Damon has swum off into the sunset, the figurative sunset, probably not the actual sunset, filled with the knowledge of who he is and who he isn't and what he's going to do. Yep. All I can think of, it was a money grab. Mm. Um, and money grab it did. It, it, it did. did quite well. Good. I was, I was hoping that you would have mm. looked yeah. into that. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so well that we'll have a sequel. Because it certainly set itself well, up for a sequel, didn't it? Or, well, or not. Matt, Matt Damon. Or, or, or it ended in much the same way that all of them. And and now Matt Damon is like, okay, I think people might be done with the character. We might we might not do this again. Yeah. Even though it was very successful commercially, not not so successful critically. Um, oh, okay. So you, you've you've yeah. Looked, yeah you you didn't do tend to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, so I feel comforted in knowing now. I, I yeah, I'll, I'll look later and, and see what other people the, thought. But um. the critical response sort of ramped up between the first and the third films. Yep, and then took a drop down for Legacy, and then dropped again for Jason Bourne. With some of the criticism focusing on not doing anything with what they set up in Legacy. Okay. <laughs> Right. Yep. Just, just ignore that. That's, oh, I've got to. Yes, yeah. I've got to keep that in mind that we have not seen that, and presumably it did set up some things. But mm. I, I didn't feel like we missed anything. As, Maybe as far as I can tell, nothing of relevance happened in that film. It's very much a Matrix situation here. Mm. There was only one Matrix film. There were maybe two Bourne movies. No, there were three Bourne movies. There were definitely You, you were happy movies. with the yeah, third one? Yeah, I was one. happy with the third one. Look, I, okay, to be fair, possibly my major criticism was just the, the choppy, out-of-focus, mm. swivel cam. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely it, hasn't gotten better. It, it, it hasn't, no. And yet, even my vague recollection of that last one with all of that happening was that at least the car chases were smart. Mm. This, they just weren't. The motorcycle chase wasn't smart. Nope. Was I expecting too much? Listeners, was I expecting too much? Please post your comments on the Facebook page that we have set up for such uh, occasions where you can either nod in agreement or say, no, you're wrong. You're wrong, Colin. I'm 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 man enough to take that, mm. but uh, uh, link in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> Do you have anything else you wish to add about that movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does it stay on the shelf? I 
don't see any. Would you watch it again? Nah. Nah. No. I was happy with the first three. Yep. That that can that can go. Yeah. It, fortunately, it is not in a box set of three. It mm. is a separate uh, Blu-ray. So, if anyone wants a copy of Jason Bourne on Blu-ray... With an expired digital code. With an expired digital code, yes. Please uh, yell out, especially if you're local, because I'm not paying postage to send that anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it, nah. people. So, let's move on. Let's ask... Some, some happier questions. Uh, some happier questions. Like like this one. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. Yeah. All righty. Now, we have not had any contributions this week, um, mainly because uh, no one listens. <laughs> <laughs> no, people do listen. Um, I have actually received some uh, personal comments about someone who does a bit of travelling and quite enjoys downloading the odd one or two episodes mm. of Still Under Wraps and listens to it on aeroplanes and things. So, I think there might have actually been a couple of new suggestions. But oh, were there? Yeah. Did you add them? No, I didn't. I thought you'd add them. Oh, no oh crumbs. But it's okay. We do have We've, enough to choose from. We do have enough to choose from. And here. we will ensure that, see, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't believe anyone listens, and so therefore I don't read anything. No. So therefore I continue to believe that no one listens when, in fact, people make comments. And mm. I usually get a notification, though, <sighs> and get really excited and go, ooh, ooh. Notifications are always a spotty thing. Yes. All right. Anyway, so let's select from what we've got. And I do yes. promise that those of you who know that you've contributed in the last week, I owe you a huge debt of gratitude and a huge apology. Mm. And I feel bad now. Mm. So anyway, rather than make me feeling bad, let's pick someone from the list. Kathy suggests... The, the hills are, are alive with with the sound of music. The, the rest of the lyrics in the next line. <laughs> a song that we've heard for a thousand years or yeah, something like go. that. Have you seen The Sound of Music, Thomas? Yeah, I've seen The Sound of Music. Have you sung along to The Sound of Music? No. I like The Sound of Music. It's a long film. It is a very long film, and yes, you do have to be in the mood for it, but when you are in the mood for it, oh, it's it's like popcorn coated in chocolate with flake sprinkles on top. I mean, it's, it's not often you see a film with an intermission built in. No. No, but it is not the only one on the shelf that has an intermission. Oh. Spoilers there. Ha! Huh. There's a challenge for you. Everyone's rushing to Wikipedia and seeing films with intermissions. Anyway, uh, we can assume from your response that you too have seen... Well, look, if I hadn't, there would be a problem like Maria. Yes. How what do will... you solve a problem like uh, Maria? Look, I don't know. That being said, is it on the shelf? 
Yes. It certainly is. <laughs> of course it is. Is it on Blu-ray, though? No. No, it's not. It is one of those films that when it comes out and gets put into the machine, we do enjoy it, but it's a, quite happily a low-def film, isn't it? Mm. Yes. And I, again, I do reiterate the fact that Wendy has stressed, and she doesn't listen to this, so she knows she won't know that I'm dobbing her in, but one of the stipulations of having a Blu-ray player in the house is that we don't go madly replacing all mm. of our DVDs, which are quite functional in the Blu-ray player, with high-def Blu-ray editions. And, and I have tried to follow that direction because it's fair enough. Mm. And it's going to be even more fair enough as we tighten our belts and, mm. and what have you. So, no, it's not on Blu-ray, to put it shortly. <laughs> so, um, doing the math, that is, both of us have seen it, so that's a point each. It's on the shelf, that's another point, so that's three points. I think it's a safe film, so I don't think it gets a multiplier. Okay. So a good solid score of three. Mm-hmm. Well done, Kathy. That's uh, actually a, a quite a high score um, compared mm-hmm. to a, a lot of entries. Yes, puts us up there, there with uh, what I, I guess you could arguably call a musical, uh, back when David suggested Labyrinth. Yes. Yes, that is certainly a musical. Mm. Certainly a musical. A- as much of a musical as um, The Sound of Music is. Yes. There's dialogue. It's not all singing. Mm. Yes. All right. Um, so, well done. Woo. And let's move on and just wrap this up with... Yep. Shake the phone and pick a film And then we'll watch the film next week Okay, I'm going to give it a shake Okay (laughs) And then I'm going to hand it to you So that you can give it a shake Okay (laughs) Okay Uh oh The film is 2010's Rubber Oh no Oh crumbs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and those of you who are in the know are going good grief what's he got that on the shelf for <laughs> what is the rating for rubber okay so the the advisory yes. given by the classification board is uh strong violence yes uh which affords it an ma15 plus rating yes it is quite a a famous, um, dare I say, indie film. Mm-hmm. And I do have a reason for having it on the shelf. I actually won this. Right. In a box of films distributed by Madman. Mm, yes. Which is an Australian uh, DVD movie distributor. They started out with anime. They've done a lot of the Ghibli. That's right. Yes. In, in, yes. In Australia, they throw Ghibli at us, for which we are truly thankful. And I entered a competition to uh, say what my favourite Madman release was. And I, uh, this was on Facebook, and I wrote a little poem about 
space battleship Yamato. Which one are we talking about here? The movie. The movie. Yes. The little poem just uh, overwhelmed everyone. Mm. It was a internet sensation. <laughs> Uh, so much so that they got in contact with me and said, look, um, we're going to send you this this package. And I said, oh, thank you. Um, as a kid, I really loved the series mm. of... Well, in the, this territory, it was Star Blazers. Star Blazers. But haven't seen it since I was a kid. Not realising that they actually released mm-hmm. it, the whole series on DVD. And guess what came in the package of a whole stack of really weird eclectic films? There in a slipcase in three separate boxes. There it was. Star Blazers. Star Blazers. So I won a set of Star Blazers. But that does not answer the question as to why I actually hung on to Rubber, which was in that mix. And the reason is the artwork on the front cover of my version of Rubber has the autograph of the director. Right. Mm, It's been signed by the director. So that was enough for me to hang on to it because he is actually supposedly quite famous if you are to grab your um, IMDB and look up. I feel really embarrassed because, uh, as I say, this is well and truly out. It is, the genre is comedy horror, which doesn't fall into the genres that I tend to follow. Quentin Dupier, who is also known as... Mr. Oizo? Yes, Mr. Oizo. And that, and that is the signature that is on there. Um... If you come to this podcast expecting that we know anything about anything, you're wrong, which is another film that was directed by the same director. Wrong. Mm. Okay. He is known for Mandibules, 2020, hasn't been released. Deerskin, keep an eye out, being flat, reality, das Photoshort, which was a short. Wrong Cops, wrong, wrong Cops, chapter one, rubber, steak, non-film. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All yes. those memorable movies. So I will not mock him, but uh, he, as I say, he is more famous for something else. Is he a DJ? A um, Yes, yes. That he's, seems to ring a bell? Yes, he's re- released a few albums. Right, okay. So he's possibly more famous for that. I don't know. Again, contact us and tell us how stupid we are um, in the... Uh, on the facebook page we look forward to it so we are going to subject ourselves to something that i wouldn't normally subject myself to it is a cult classic i believe but we um i don't know whether i'm fully comfortable even though my son is 20 and a grown-up mm. <laughs> yes i can make my own mistakes I get, whether i'm quite up to <laughs> sitting next to my son watching this film um but I'm sure it'll be a hoot, and I'm sure that next week's episode will be memorable. <laughs> and on on that note, I think we'll just wrap things up and say yeah. farewell and thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.
What's on the shelf? Now we've done that. Segment. We've done that bit. So we're doing. Um, the 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 weird jingle. It's a weird jingle. It is. How does it go? Clunk clunk clunk. Pick a film and take a phone and phone the shaking up. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that close enough? Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, 